Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to the Review of Death, your fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews. And I am Matthew Tofflow. That is Billy Garrett-John. It is. You can uh, see there's a sense of relief on our face when the intro it, happens. It, yeah, because <laughs> Matt's actually got it right this yeah. time. <laughs> And yeah, we're, we're here to talk about Doctor Who, yeah. like we do all the time. Absolutely. Um, There's nothing else worth talking nothing about else. at the moment. Uh, share this with your friends, like it, share it, comment, stick it up your bum, whatever you need to do with it. That's get, going a bit far. Get, and it, get it around. further pushes the narrative yeah. that there's something going on between us, I think. <laughs> because I told them to stick this, this podcast up their bottom. Well, it's on your mind. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, well. Do you know, I heard a funny story the other day that mm. apparently the thing that is most uh, extracted from men's rectums... <laughs> what a way to start. ...is light bulbs. <laughs> Who the fuck is putting light bulbs up their ass? I heard a great story once. I'm sure it's an urban legend and everyone's heard about it. About the guy who... Um, came back from home, he went to the hospital, he had something up his bum, and he came home from doing a shop, he said. Right. And um, he'd forgotten his keys and realised the only way he could get into his house by climbing up the drain pipe. Right. And he'd climbed up the drain pipe and slid down it and had ended up with a bottle of Heinz up his arse. <laughs> and the, the doctor said, this would be somewhat believable if Heinz sold their ketchup with condoms already oh, on them. No. <laughs> Well, my granddad was an ambulance driver and he, and he, 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 had, he went to a house, a call, and this guy was there with a, a chair leg stuck up his backside and he said he'd, he was, he'd slipped. <laughs> what a start. Yeah. And this is not always like this. Well. Great. Well, I'm sure he was. Yeah. 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 We well, can put his trousers back on again, can't right. we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a hole out the back. Anyway, here we go. We're going to talk about some news. Um, let's uh, start, uh, because I don't think we can start with one topic in particular, yeah. uh, after all that. Eagle Moss, you can yes. see we've got a new pal here, we've put the call out on Twitter to ask, can we have a name for our new pal, Agador? Um, and very odd, considering the last episode, yeah. you got me a present and it was the 8th yeah. Doctor console. Mm. Um, obviously dreadful for yeah. everyone who was working there. I, and- I'd just like to say that... Me buying you that console was not the reason why Eagle Moss folded. No, it wasn't. No, no it was just purely a coincidence. Purely a coincidence. That, that, that the following morning after yeah, recording, they were like, they we've collapsed. gone to a ministry. Yeah, terrible. I mean, uh, but, but they provided so many amazing things over the years. Absolutely. It really was incredible. The mm. sheer breadth of variety of monsters and Daleks and you know I used to love the thing that they posted on their website for each Dalek Mm -hmm. and you know all the minutiae of 
the details of all these weird and wonderful props. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we're sad gits like that. And, and we, we like, like that stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just really sad. I mean, mm. I used to collect their DC stuff back in the day. I didn't really collect their Doctor Who stuff, but it is. It's, it's in, so it's the, all those brands as well. Yeah. Have, like, yeah. I mean, Star Trek people were yeah. quite upset Star about Trek, it as well. Star Trek, they had DC, Marvel, Ghostbusters, My. all sorts. It was just, yeah. Crazy. Well, um, thank you for all the hard work. Yeah. We've got crazy things that we never thought we'd have as action figures or models, like yeah. Agador and Crotons and yeah. Zabi and yeah. all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, yeah that's really cool. But yeah. sad to see it go. Mm. Um, in modern Who news, yeah. we've had all the Disney Doctor Who stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. Now, where did that start? What was all that about? I don't know. It just sort of turned up on Twitter. That it, was it a report that came out of some... It was, it was a reputable... Like a variety or entertainment week. Yeah, it was a reputable source that was posting the, mm. the story that Disney were interested in being owning the streaming rights to Doctor Who moving forward. Is that just in the US or? I guess so. Mm. I think the I think the article stressed that it would be that it would air in the UK. Yeah. And then stream on Disney Plus. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't release. All of them in one go no, on Disney. No, I don't God, think. I hope not. Anyway, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything like that. But I know that you know when I. What, I mean, what, what do you think about this? What, what's your thoughts? I think that. It, I mean, it's like any show from another country needs to find a streaming platform. Yeah. In another territory, it's no different to it appearing on Netflix. Yeah. Really, I think people are a bit panicky because it's Disney mm. and Disney absorbs everything yeah. eventually but they would have announced a partnership first yes. before saying streaming was going to happen yeah and the fact that they've only mentioned streaming doesn't mean that streaming is the only thing on the cards yeah it could mean that there's american co-productions or stuff that happen mm. in the future but um at the moment i think yeah just cool yeah i think it's fine because i saw some people were like oh that's it the series whatever isn't going to be no. released on physical media no, it's like, that does not nonsense. not mean that nonsense. at all but um you know, I think it isn't a bad thing no. by any means. You know, someone posted the the numbers. It was like, they've got like 80 million subscribers or something yeah, yeah, yeah. bonkers. And Netflixes have started dropping. Netflix is dropping. You know, for me personally, because I'm a sad git, if I was going to keep one of the streaming services, yeah. it would have to be Disney Plus. Definitely. Because how else am I going to keep up with all the fucking shit that they've announced at San Diego <laughs> Comic Con? Oh, you know, yeah. all the homework that I have to do to know what these story arcs are. I, I, I don't enjoy it anymore. No. I just feel like someone's holding a gun to my head saying, you will watch fucking Thunder Agatha Harkness's bloody yeah. Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts before the X-Men. What's going on? I Come on, I mean, Kevin Feige. I don't have a dog in this fight. But no. I, I, I'm knackered and bored of it. I, 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 I was like seeing all the stuff in the morning after it had all been announced. I was just like, oh, till 2025, yeah. there's just so much shit. Mm. And I, 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 what do you think about the idea of Russell being at San Diego Comic Con and, yeah. and doing one of those presentations and being like, oh, we've got um, I think Jackie Tyler investigates and we've got, you I know. Think it's, I'd love to see all of those things. Yeah. But would you would you sit yeah, down and watch Jackie Tyler investigates? Yeah, don't say you wouldn't. No, I probably would. There you go. Would you watch, I don't know, <sighs> the Alpha Centauri files? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. Yes. Um, I think that. It's, for me, it's just the it was it was a novelty and, and kitsch 
to see here's our next phase and here's all the logos. Yeah. But now it's like, I, I, will any of these things come out? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm sure they will. Yeah. There's a lot of money behind them. I'm sure yeah. it's all oh, scheduled yeah. and it's oh, all, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, they can't be embarrassed by putting all these things up and then um, it just not happening. My first but, thought was, wow, they've got they've got it all sorted out until 2025. Mm, I could be dead by then. That's true. That's the way very... everything is going in the world. <laughs> we all could be. Yeah, you know, there could be a bloody... It gives, you, what. it gives you a little bit of hope that people are thinking ahead of time. Think, well, that is maybe true, we'll yeah. still be around in maybe five years. Maybe we will get Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. Yeah, so, but the Disney, <clears> the, the, the uh, Avengers ones weren't on that list of... Of phase things, the ones that I saw anyway, it ends with yeah, it ends or whatever. Yes, yeah, so that the Avengers films are in 2025, and that ends the whole multiverse arc. Yeah, <sighs> knackering. Yeah, I'll turn up for a Spidey. And oh, they didn't announce the Spidey. There was a cartoon, but that that's lame. That's lame. Yeah, it's not a film. I need my Holland yeah. Zendaya stand. There, there's, there's a few. There was a few slots not filled in 2025, so undoubtedly that will be a Spidey. Spidey something. Yeah, Spidey meets 900 versions of himself. Yeah, we can only yeah. hope. There's a rumor that bloody Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be back in one of those Avengers films, or get their own spin-offs. Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. I'd, I'd see a Spider-Man four and an Amazing Spider-Man three. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be good. Um, Rachel Talele. Yes. And the 60th anniversary. Yeah. So apparently David Tennant and Catherine Tate have wrapped, you said? S- apparently that's what people are saying. And they're still shooting. They're still shooting. So either it's... So... And it's episode one that Rachel, T- <laughs> Rachel Talele <laughs> is directing. Okay. Because that was on the, on the clapper. But I saw before they wrapped another one, haven't they? So are they, have they done like two of the three now or... Uh, I don't know, you know, because there was another thing that went round on some industry website mm. and someone had posted a thing about having worked on this production yeah, and it being three specials and having done six weeks worth of night shoots, yeah, um, which we obviously have not seen. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen some of them, but not all of those. Um, so I don't know what's going on. Mm. Well, it's exciting. It is exciting. Um, uh, and the fact that Russell keeps, you know, his Instagram yeah. game up. So he posted well. a little celestial toy maker robot, didn't he? In his uh, yeah, in his most recent thing. Cheeky bugger. Yeah, um, a few people were saying all oh, Cybermen. It's like it's the robot, isn't it? It's the, the, the toy robot. You not? Get, yeah, oh, come yeah, on. Yeah. What sort of fans are you? Come on, yeah, get out of it. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, the 60th continues apace, but you know, it's not like we've seen many bits of public filming now, but no. still bonkers to think it's all happening yeah. without our knowledge. Yeah. It's nice when that happens. Yeah. It's like you feel the, when, when the public film is happening, it's so obnoxiously all over the place, you know, in, in the Doctor Who Twitterverse, yeah. there's always people posting photos from the set or whatever. And it's like. It's nice just to know it's happening and we don't know we don't know what yeah. uh, laces David Tennant is wearing on his trainers. Yes, you know, it's yeah. nice that we don't always know yeah. that stuff. Like today, Rachel posted that thing and then Russell replied with, and what a day. Mm. You know, so obviously something big happened today. We assume. Um, I don't know. But, well, uh, Shooty's finished on Barbie now, I think. Shooty's finished on Barbie. I think he's got Sex Education Series 4. Filming in Bristol soon. They've got an open Yes, yeah, so I keep seeing all the extra stuff. Mm. I was like, if I didn't work, I'd apply to be an extra I think me and Stel might do it for a laugh yeah yeah why not yeah. she loves sex education so yeah it's great yeah. it's a great series um, yeah so if he starts filming in the autumn and I was thinking this if he starts th- filming in the autumn mm-hmm. 
if we assume that David Tennant is the Doctor for the three specials. Yeah. So if we say, right, Christmas or New Year's Day, special number one. Mm -hmm. Spring, special number two. Mm -hmm. And then November 23rd for the final special. Yeah. Then maybe Shooty's first episode, Christmas 2023, perhaps. And then you have a new season at the start of the new year. Yeah, or maybe in the spring. Yeah, 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 maybe. But then that would mean by the time he's finished filming ser his first series, mm -hmm. you know, he will have probably started filming his second series by the time his first series goes out. Yeah. Which would be really good because is that, has this all been planned so that... I'm sure it's been meticulously planned by the greatest insider TV schedulers in the world. Yeah. There is, and I don't, do not say this lightly, a metric shit ton of money yeah. behind this new Doctor Who. Yeah. It's kind of mental. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure they've got all of the best people possible organising and scheduling that stuff. And I'm sure that they have plotted the future of Doctor Who for the next five years. Yeah. Um, and not in a Chris Chibnall way where it's three years and suddenly it's five years. <laughs> he's three years and two of those. He's, a, uh, he's sat at the bottom of his shed with his feet up. You going, never know. Ah, you never know. Can't a, be asked. A five-year content pipeline. Was it? Or three-year content pipeline? Evergreen, down the shitter. <laughs> I was going to say it's a shit pipeline, whatever it was. Um, um, so, yeah, that's, that's um, something yeah. to look forward to. But that'd be good, because then at least we will have a steady flow of mm. Doctor Who, you know. And Doctor Who Unleashed. Doctor Who Unleashed, became yeah. Became a bit more of a solid concept. Yeah, was it, who was that? Twitter? TV TV's. Zone. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that posted about that, which people have sort of known about for a little while. Yeah, it's been murmured about, wasn't but it? But that's cool to know. I mean, mm. whether it's like Doctor Who Confidential yeah. or whether it's like a fusion. With a, with a title like Doctor Who Unleashed, I kind of imagine it's a fusion between totally Doctor Who and like, like the studio segments yeah. totally with the interviews yeah. and then maybe some like features from Yeah, the, from here's the some VT of yeah. when they blew up a Dalek exactly. or when yeah. Beep the Meep came out of a taxi. Exactly, here's a five-minute history, five history lesson yeah. on all of these characters that have suddenly come back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's exciting. Yeah. The Abominable Snowmen, we've got some new screenshots from that and yeah. we know it was a BFI screening in September. Yep, so I guess DVD and Blu-ray will be out in September, which will be nice. Which will be fabulous. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. But it's sad though, isn't it? Bittersweet because it's going to be the last one. It will be the last one. I mean, well, not the, unless Disney get being, this Disney money in. Well, that, that's it. And Pixar I, do Marco Polo. I think that the fact we haven't heard anything about attempts to get it off the ground again, I don't think it's apathy because no. I'm sure it makes more money yeah. than it costs to produce. And I mean, like they are not the most technical animations in no. the world, and I'm sure they're produced in a way that they always make their money back to yeah. a certain extent. I can only imagine that when the show kicks off again, and we'll get to your questions later, but we're pretty much of the mindset that it's going to be fucking massive and massively yeah, yeah, popular yeah. again. Yeah. That maybe the interest in that pops up. Because that sort of stuff, besides the invasion, mm. just sort of wasn't happening yeah. during the boom period of Doctor yeah. Who in 2006, 7, 8. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure there's room for more of that in the future. I mean, it might turn out that we just get animations that are like The Web of Fear Part 3. Well, in that case, there's no point. Um, <laughs> but I like the, I really like the animation style for Snowmen. Yeah, it looks cool. Because it's, it's in the same vein as Fury. Fury, the yeah, game, yeah. And I really like that one. 
So yeah, the Yetis look suitably cuddly. They do look suitably cuddly. Yeah. There's nothing I mean, threatening you, about them in the slightest. You, but I mean, you know, there was nothing threatening about the real ones. I so. know. It's th like at least with the actual thing, you can have the nuance of shooting it in a particular way. But yeah. when you're basically animating a, a massive ball, a massive, <laughs> a massive hairy ball, you know, it's difficult to make it. Uh, oh, yeah. bless you. Yeah, you know. yeah, because I guess you can. You could go, oh, we'll add teeth to it or something to make it seem more menacing. But then you're going to get people being like, that's not a fucking yeti. They I never think, had teeth. I think uh, once you reach the point where, and I'm not saying this is a problem, but when you get stuff cut out of stories like the Macro Terror, yeah. it's like, so what? Mm. Yeah, that ceiling wasn't that high in that tiny studio in, yeah. in Lime Oh, yeah, because like Detson Monastery is going to look massive, exactly. I imagine, in animation compared so at that point, to... It's like, so yeah. what, you know? True. I, I'm sure the Daleks' eyes didn't contract as much as that no. on camera in power. You can only hope. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I know. Anyway, I'm, I'm just thinking about uh, Rob Ritchie's... I know, me too. I, I as soon as you said thing. it, I was thinking, yeah. Um, and then finally, the very sad news today, yes. that David Warner has passed, passed away. away. David Warner, of course, appeared in Doctor Who in... Um, Cold War. Cold War, and he was the Unbound Doctor for Big Finish, yeah. which I, I was a massive fan of. Yeah, I'd never heard any of the Unbound stuff. He's really good. Yeah. To the extent that... I can't remember who... Is it? Is his name Paul Hanley? He does, like, a lot of really cool Yes, he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's done a lot of stuff of, you know, non-canonical Doctors. Yeah. And I really like one that he did of David Warner, so I actually used it as a cosplay... And went and met David Warner at Cardiff Where Comic Con. Where have you Con. met him? I met, yeah, Cardiff oh, Comic wow. Con. And oh, there's a photo, I'll put it somewhere on, on Twitter. And um, he was like, wow, yeah, that's really cool artwork. I've never seen that before. And like, he was like, oh, someone's come dressed as me. But it's oh. not, you know, it's an audio drama. Yeah, I mean, I was seeing um, a lot of nice stories that he mm. seemed just like a very nice chap. He did. He came across as a lovely guy. And he was like a, he was in everything. Everything. He was literally in everything. He was um, like every Hollywood baddie, you know. From Beyond the Grave. That's a great old 70s horror movie. Okay. 70s horror movie. He's in that. All right. That's yeah. Good. See, I know him from The Omen. Yeah. But obviously, um, I know you did quite a few Star Treks. Mm. Time Bandits, Titanic, Bandit. Ti Titanic yeah. yeah. Uh, he was in Batman the Animated Series. I posted that on Twitter. That he was really cool. Yeah. Um, and very good he was too. Um, yeah, just very good. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, maybe there's some more of David in the banks in the vaults at Big Finish. Yeah. That we get to hear. Yeah, point, well, Christopher Eccleston nice. has made a little remark that yeah, he's... What was that about? So he said that for the 60th, that he has basically recorded a story with David Warner. Okay. Where he, where he meets the Unbound Doctor. Right. Um... Interesting. That'd be very interesting. Yeah. I love how he must have said, Chris, would you like to uh, do a multi-Doctor story for this season? No, 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 no. I only work on my own. Yeah. What about with a Doctor who isn't actually a Doctor, technically on television, mm. but it is David Warner. Fucking hell, yeah. I'm Come sure. On, yeah. I'm sure as soon as you heard David <laughs> Warner, it was easy. Yeah, go on then. I'll yeah. do that. Yeah. But yeah, very sad news. Rest in peace, David Warner. Yes. So... Today's episode is all about, well it's not all about, we're going to talk about your questions in a bit, mm. but we are going to discuss the lowest rated season four story, series four, story of Doctor Who. My God, I'm getting my seasons and yeah, series. Come on, there you go. I'm the not door. a fan. Yeah. Um, the Doctor's Daughter. Um, because everybody's going potty over 2008 era Doctor Who with yep. Tennant and Tate returning, we thought we'd have a look at the, um, the episode that DWM suggested was the lowest ranked series four episode. Um, and now that the, I think it's the centenary will mark 300 episodes of Doctor Who. Right. It means that we get another, another time update to, yeah. to the DWM poll. Yeah. But you know the centenary episodes are all going to be at the top. Because yeah. it happened with things. Of course it, no. Yeah. I guarantee you it won't. 
No? I guarantee you it won't. Do you think fandom is just too jaded now? <clears throat> I think that Sylve and Colin are now going to have their day and they now don't need to worry about having all their episodes at the bottom of lists anymore. Yeah. Because I think, and I'm not sure that this is right, mm. but I think that a lot of Jodie episodes, and maybe a couple of Capaldi's, but majority Jodie, are going to end up at the bottom of that yeah. poll. And yeah. that's going to suck because I'm sure there'll be ones down there that actually justifiably shouldn't be there in terms of mm. quality yeah generally yeah but um it's, yeah it's a sneaking suspicion yeah that i get yeah praxis will probably be at the bottom <clears throat> orphan 55 orphan 55 i don't think orphan 55 is that bad the battle of ranscore of Colos. that's appalling mm. that is literally appalling that might be down there that will be down there i think kablam will be up at the top really i don't like kablam i know but it's got like a monster that people kind of remembered from it. Yeah, people just like that geezer, didn't they? Yeah. Kablam Man. The Kablam Man. And um, he was Lee cool. Mac he was did look right good. in it. Yeah. yeah. God, yeah, he was in it, wasn't he? Yeah. God, I've forgotten all of this. Do, do you not remember the, co- the, um, the compilation where they said, coming up later this year, don't worry about the episodes, but look at the celebrities that oh. we've got. That was a bit mad, wasn't it? <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? Yeah, I know. It's like... Like kids are going to give a shit that fucking... Well, there's that. But it's also this aversion that the show apparently had to promoting itself and yeah. the episodes that were coming up. It's like, well, no, show me what happens in the yeah. stories. Get me interested in the stories. Show me some monsters. Yeah. There are no monsters. Never mind. <laughs> um, let's get this out of the way. Number one in the UK in the charts at the time. Uh, 2008. Mm. I don't know. Arctic Monkeys. I no. I, uh, Propane Nightmares by Pendulum. Never heard of it. Nope. Never heard of it. it. But... May 2008, come on, comic book fan, box office number one in the UK. The Dark Knight. Or is it Iron Man? Iron Man! Oh, really? I, I thought The Dark Knight came out in 2008. It may have come out in 2008. But not in May. But not in May. So I think, it was it, I think, I, I, actually, I had this conversation with Annie the other night. I think Iron Man came out first, then Batman came out. There you go. And eclipsed it. Best selling games of 2008. Can you guess the top two? Best selling games of 2008. Jeez. A cod. I say that every every episode. Top five, yeah. Call of Duty World at War, yeah. Oh, that is a good game. That is a good game. They, they never got the gore to that level again with no. like blowing people's limbs off. No. That was always really satisfying. Is that the one with the nuclear bomb at the beginning? Um, is it go- Ghost Town? No, that's Modern Warfare. Modern that's Warfare. That's the first one. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, Mario Kart Wii. Oh, God, I remember going to this. Oh, this is the thing. This is what is so nice about this era. It's like, I can remember yeah. going into Toys R Us. So yeah. my, my, my college, St. Brendan's, mm-hmm. where we shot Doctor Who Plastic Treachery. The best Doctor Who fan film ever made. Quite. Yeah. Um, we should do a commentary of that. We should do it. Maybe that's a Patreon video. That's a Patreon video. Oh, fuck. No, I, that means I have to watch it. And it's going to be so cringy. No. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, God. You'd have to oh, I'd be like peeling my skin off. Oh, anyway. Um, yeah. So when we did that, Toys R Us was just down the road. Mm-hmm. And yeah, God, used to go down there, get Doctor Who figures. And I remember going down there and picking up Mario Kart Wii and spending all day playing it. I could never buy stuff from Toys R Us. It was so overpriced. Wasn't it? Didn't they have a massive markup on games and stuff in there? Oh, I don't know. Compared maybe. Compared to like an Asda. Yeah, I don't know. I remember when we bought the... I bought Mario Kart on opening day, mm. the day it came out, because I just loved those games. And they had a special thing on uh, where you bought it and it obviously came with a wheel but they also gave you an extra wheel mm. like a third party one so yeah. sh- the shit plasticky ones yeah um, 
but you could actually race. But you could actually race someone properly. properly yeah. Uh, another Wii game, second best-selling game of 2008. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy. No, Wii Fit. Wow, that came out <laughs> that year too. Damn. I guess it. Got I remember getting that the... for, on the day it came out as well. Did you well, get the balance soon. board with it as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we yeah. go. God dear. Uh, GTA Four. Did that come out? Yeah. Right. Cousin Rodman. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Was oh yeah, one. I remember my friend Alex. He bought Super Smash Brothers. I can't. I'm no good at bro- fighting games. Yeah. No, I'm not either. Button mashes. I fucking hate button yeah, mashes. Yeah. I just. Ugh. Um. Let's just get this out of the way, ignoring the optics of Georgia Tennant calling David Tennant dad all the way through it. Yeah. Um, the Doctor's daughter. Yeah. Um, coming I mean, she the... might call him daddy. No, well, <laughs> I was trying not to go down that avenue. <laughs> well, I mean, I was, I was letting it on. Um, the Doctor's daughter uh, was an episode I had completely forgotten everything about until it suddenly started. And I was like, <laughs> yes. oh my God, yeah. Was... What is going on? All these memories keep flooding back. There yeah. you go, yeah. It's... Right, I, 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 again, I was having this conversation with Annie because yeah. she asked, like, what, what are we doing this week? Yeah. And uh, I hate the term filler episode because I know people say, oh, that's a filler episode. Mm. And I don't think any TV production at any point goes, ah, this will just be the filler episode. I think, yeah. that, especially on a drama like Doctor <laughs> Who, where kind of every episode is a filler episode because they're all one-off episodes, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten. And this one kind of does feel like the filler episode where... Nothing really happens. It doesn't really go anywhere. Mm. And one of the main characters in the episode stays home at the end. And it just sort of feels like it is wrapped up in a neat bow. Yeah. And we will never address any of the events of this story. Ever again. Ever again. And Which was funny because I was reading the story notes on TARDIS Wiki about it. Yeah. And Russell was saying in the lead up that this story fundamentally changes the Doctor. And there's like... Really? Uh, he turns a corner in this episode and he's never quite the same since. We want this to have repercussions for him sort of later down the line. And I thought... It's just... <laughs> it A couple of kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I just thought, it's, um, it's just a lot of him moping. Like, is this, is this where he... I mean, he was always, like, brooding and they're all dead and all that kind of stuff before. Yeah. But it really got on my tits on this, in this episode. <laughs> it was so annoying. Because, you know... I get the whole, she's not my daughter, don't call her my daughter, I've had yes, kids I in am. the past. I'm not that. your mother, I'm, I'm not like... your mother, yes I am. <laughs> I, I get all of that, but after a while you think, are, are you a nice bloke? Like you're just having a go at this girl. Yeah, for, for being, just existing. For just existing. And the whole soldier <laughs> thing as well. I do love that line about, I, sh- I share my, the same DNA as simian primates, but it doesn't make me a, a monkey's uncle. I didn't. Notice that line. Do you know, oh, no, such a good line. That's a good line. It's a great line. Um, it's just a yeah. I mean, Jenny. If she'd appeared again in the she's still Jenny from the series, block. She's still Jenny from the block. If she'd appeared later in the show, then it I would have been like, it. well, it's an introductory setup episode for her. Yes. But the fact she never comes back. Yeah, and it was Moffat, wasn't it, who wanted her to survive? Yeah, unsurprisingly, Stephen Moffat got in contact with Russell T. Davis and said, that character that died in that episode, you should bring them back and just to life at the end of the episode and just make the whole <laughs> dramatic point of her dying and the Tenth Doctor's reaction nearly putting yeah. the trigger on. A Bristolian um, general, General <laughs> yes, Cobb, yeah. very Bristolian. Um, Is he, he from Bristol? Yeah, he's from Bristol. Oh, I just thought he was some sort of West Country... Not necessarily from Bristol. He's just generic. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, maybe. Um, he's got a you know, cherry red nose, drinks a lot of cider. You yeah. Know. 
Um, he apparently, I read on his Wikipedia, Nigel Terry is the actor. Right. Nige, good old Nigel. Nigel, yeah, that, that sounds like Bristol. <laughs> he, um, he was the first baby born after World War II ended in Bristol. <laughs> wow. There's a fact for you there. My God. Very wow. There we go. Good old Nigel. Um, yeah. If, if she had never, you know, she doesn't come back in the show again. Yeah. So all this stuff with the 10th Doctor moping and, you know, he doesn't get a chance to redress that. No. Kind of, I was, you know, I was a bit shit to you, yeah. wasn't I, until the last second when yeah. you got shot. Yeah. Um, and this whole thing about, you know, you're, you're a soldier, should always be a soldier. And then he goes on about how he's a soldier and Jenny's like, we're the same. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, maybe we are a little bit. I'm eating humble pie. Mm. And then... And a scene later when she's got a gun out and she's defending them. She's yeah. defending them yeah, yeah, so yeah. they can save this planet in this whole situation. Yeah. She has a he has another go at her again. And yeah. Donna's like, You're a dick. Come on, <laughs> she's your daughter. You know? So Yeah, but he's a dad. This is this is, is it, do all dads just turn into that at some point. <laughs> yeah. I regret you existing. <laughs> um Yeah, it's just like it, it's very filler. Yeah. I, I think the thing that hinders it massively is the fact that you've got Martha there. So, yeah, what's going on there? See, this is the thing. Like, I like Martha Jones a lot. Me too. And it just feels like such a waste. It just feels like, oh, we needed another character to sort out the half stuff. Mm. Let's just keep Martha along. And then she, and then she goes Actually, at the end. Yeah, do you know what? Unless she hadn't been with the half, you wouldn't have got their side of things. No. But she feels like she's not in the first draft of this story. No, it, feel, it does feel like she's just been plonked in it. Mm. She doesn't really do much. Well, she, she kills does... a half accidentally. She does. And I love that scene so much because mm -hmm. she's there and you can see on her face, she is just a beat away from bursting out laughing. Absolutely. The whole thing. She's like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. but you're like, oh, she's going to, she's going to crack. She's going to crack. Scene, yeah. <laughs> And, and the, the half very slowly sinking. Yeah, under and thing. you hear the glass of his <laughs> thing <laughs> I know. Um, you've got gills, bro. Yeah. Like what? Surely you should be thriving in this muck. Yeah. Surely. And where have you come from? Were you on the surface at some point? Or when they came on a colony ship from yeah. somewhere else? Like, anyway. Fish. He never gets brought up. No. Again, half Peck and half Gable, I think, are their names. They have names? Yes, they do. They're in the <laughs> yes, end credits. They do. Yes, they do. Um, <laughs> Half yeah, rights. They just sort of, yeah, I mean, she never brings him up. She has this kind of, you know, bond with this half and they go off on this adventure yeah. and they have a, you know, couple of bits of banty lines back and forth. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's banty line, glub, glub, glub. Yeah. Um, but. Then he drowns and Martha's like really cut up about it. Yeah. And doesn't and then, mention it when she goes yeah. back down to the surface. Didn't you go off with it? No. No. <laughs> no, he, he's staying back at base. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, yeah he just wanted it. He was minding the door for me. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. all right. He's all right. Um, so yeah, she sort of doesn't do anything in this story. No, she doesn't. It, it just feels so weird. And then mm. at the end, she's like, yeah, all right, I want to go home now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, you didn't like really sort of hang out or anything, you guys. Yeah. You spend so much of the story away from each other. A lot of it is Martha going and Donna both going, this is good fun, isn't it? And then at the end, she's like, yeah, take me home. <laughs> yeah. Actually. <laughs> Change my mind. All this is great, but you fucking lighten up, mate. You know, last <laughs> of the Time Lords, blah, blah, blah. I get it. Your race is all dead. You know, well, they're not because I saw one last year and he nearly tortured my, he tortured my family. He enslaved my entire family. Fucking yeah. get over it, mate. You know, like yeah. you've had how many decades to get over not being around your species anymore? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bloody mope. Um, it does seem like every so often there's just a bit where, David, can you do your breathy voice? Yeah. For this. 
I'm a lost the Time Lords. Yeah. He does all that and it's like, oh, yeah. I'm nodding off, mate. It is interesting that this is probably the, the only story where we really get more of a suggestion of the Doctor's old life, like with his family and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean, obviously he doesn't go into much detail. No. But, you know, for him to very clearly come out and say, you know... I've had I, a daughter. Yeah, I used to be a dad. Yeah, and, um, and even in the, in the context of the Time War, he's like, I kill people. Yeah, yeah, war, yeah, yeah. Know, like, yeah. That's interesting. Stephen yeah. Greenhorn wrote this story. Yeah. Who had previously written The Lazarus Experiment. Well, I like that story. It's a good story. Yeah. Um, and this is a fine story. It's very classic Who. It's very based under it, siege. Yeah. You've got the angry, shouty general who's the main baddie. Yeah. But it's that, again, we come back to this thing. Every time it's a story that's at the bottom of those lists and we think, it's because nah, it doesn't have a really good central villain. Yeah, yeah, the baddie is just any, yeah, any baddie, any, yeah, any man on a base under siege story, you know, it's the sort of baddie I would have written in an action figure adventure. Yeah. The ge general... General Cobb. Yeah. Yeah, ger yeah literally yeah. just that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can make a good custom with him with the primeval figures with the green yeah. combat fatigues as well. You know, yeah. he's just... Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure he's a battles in time card as well. Oh, oh of course he is. Yeah. And the other boy, the boy from... Is he in Skins? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, none of the characters... They have no character. No, no. You have horny teenager who wants to cop off with Jenny and then gets... Rejected. Rejected for it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's about it. Yeah. I guess um, it's 45 minutes. It's that classic. So you've got single 45 yeah. minutes. What's the story? There's mm. two... But I, I, I have to say... I think the seven-day war thing that's, is so is such a good idea. It it's is so clever. Doctor Who as well. Yeah. No, I do like that. That is good. And I like the underground city thing. Mm. It does make me laugh that everything is like, this is a theatre in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've boarded the windows I was up. trying to count the uh, locations because I thought, I know that Midnight is the cheap one yeah. that year. But I thought, is this like the, the second cheapest one that they did? Because it's maybe like five or six locations. Yeah, there's not much going on, is there? No. That tunnel at the beginning is quite good. with it all is. the That looks cool. It looks like um, the one from uh, Flatline. Yes, it does look like that. And the one, the one yeah. for War from 55. It probably is. It probably is if that If it's tunnel. in Cardiff, it probably it is. It probably is that yeah. one, yeah. And I actually thought that some of the mm. um, landscape effects, like when you see Martha and the half up there yeah. wandering and around. Yeah, caved in Yeah, you know, some of that stuff. Spaceship. Yeah, yeah, I thought, actually, this doesn't look too bad, yeah. you know. But I, I think the funny thing watching it back was, wow, this kind of feels like I'm watching old Doctor Who mm. in as much as it kind of feels a bit cheap. I was absolutely thinking... Uh, when when it came to the post-credits scene and I thought, we're five minutes in and we haven't left this one location, yeah. I thought, oh, it's a good bit of cost-saving that. Yeah. Like, you really haven't had to do much. No. And it's... It's all very... It's all shot reverse shot. It's all very... It's shot yeah. very statically. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I get the impression it's it's cheap and cheerful. Story. Yeah, I think it must have been. I think when you can see the production a lot more as well, like yeah. to a modern eye. Yeah. It it's shot in SD. It's, we're not into it yeah, HD yeah. yet, so it <clears throat> looks a little bit, you know, not fuzzy. No. But it's not a crisp yes. image, and it's it looks like telly from that time. Yeah. Like if you put Primeval on next to it, they were shot with the same sort of cameras and they yeah. had the same movie filters yeah, put yeah. over them and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, isn't it, that it just has that 
that vibe. But I um, I can sort of remember thinking that at the time really? as well. Yeah, there's like this doesn't feel like what's before it, the Sontaran story. Which is a big two parter. Big two parter. Locations, explosions, and aesthetics. Then, and then after that you've got Unicorn and the Wasp, which looks really nice which because is a, the it's a lovely CGI one. Got the yeah, big wasp, mm. lovely period costumes yeah. and the house and stuff. So that looks good, and it's mm. a, and it's a good script. It's a mm. snappy script. It's clever. It's a clever pastiche. And I'm not allowed to say that because it's Gareth Roberts. But it, well, I mean, I, I was I was watching <clears> it and thinking. Oh, I mean, the dialogue's a lot snappier in it than it was in this one, even from the next time trailer. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, I one thing I will say is I am definitely going to appreciate David Tennant and uh, Catherine Tate as a pairing yes. a lot more. Yeah. They were great in this. Oh, very much. And so. their chemistry is just, is yeah. It's. I wouldn't say same levels as like a, a Tom or a, a, and a and a Liz. No, but I think she's his equivalent. Yeah, they work. That. They work very well. Yeah. Um, Directed by Alice Troughton, who also did Midnight. Yeah. No yeah. relation. Is no relation. No, no. relation. Okay. Uh, I'm just looking at my my notes, and one thing has just popped out at me. Um, the scene with the stethoscope, where he listens mm. to her heartbeats. Mm. And then he says about a Time Lord, and she's like, what's a Time Lord? And then that's when he gets really, like, all huffy, and he goes, yeah. oh. And this was the line, a shared code, a shared suffering. Mm. I know. That's a bit bit much. Yeah, yeah. Shared suffering? Not but, really. Well, I, I get what he means in that you, you can't claim that she's the same as me because she, she hasn't, hasn't lived, had the, the experience yeah. of what my civilization has gone through. Mm. I get that. But also it's like, it doesn't matter how many hearts she's got, you surely are treating everybody the same way. Yeah. I know you're affronted because everybody's saying she's your daughter and you probably feel a personal yeah. responsibility yeah. to her. But when he gets into that level of thing, it's a bit like, oh, yeah. right, bro, leave it out, you know? And the it's annoying... not her fault your civilization's burned. It's, yeah, your, it's yeah, literally yeah. your fault. Yeah, it's you not your fault, you, her fault that you spaffed into this machine. <laughs> 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 and he's the one who turns around and says, she's my daughter. Mm. And, then you give, and then he spends if, the rest of the episode going, she's not my daughter. If, well, you fucking said it, you if, dick. <laughs> if you had said, she's part of my genetic code, and somebody went, <laughs> She's she's your daughter, and you went. No, she isn't. Shut up. Yeah, that then that would have been it. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you wouldn't have had to have been so emotionally attached to her. Yeah, but, but he admits it. He yeah. says it himself. Well, I suppose in, in some kind of terms, she's my daughter. It's like yeah, because well, obviously that makes a good hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so then she turns around, and then we go. No, you're not. Is it? You literally just, just said, said that it, I yeah. was your daughter. So yeah. what's this about, mate? Yeah. Anyway, the half I think look really cool. They're really cool. Um, you know, there's. Obviously, quite a few of them, isn't there? Quite a few of them. Yeah. One or two that have the prosthetic gills yeah, that yeah. open and close, but and the, and the eyes. But again, it's just a load of movement work and mm. the fact that apparently they had their lines actually scripted in English. In the, in I the was script. actually thinking that. I was like, yeah. I imagine they probably did so that they could know what to react to. Yeah. And like it's like Dalek operators having to know the lines, yeah. even though they're not saying them. Yeah. Um, I mean, they do it with Chewbacca in Star Wars. They do Star do it with Chewbacca. Yeah. They had half-action figures as well. Yeah, I've so got one. Obviously, obviously it's one yeah. of those designs where they go, hey, that looks good. Yeah. Stick it, you know. And I tell you what I was impressed by mm. was their guns that actually like fired like fiery <coughs> stuff I can work out what that was about. Yeah. They're, so they're P90s, those guns. Oh, okay. I've been playing a lot of Warzone. For yeah, some yeah, reason. yeah. Um, but they've got like gas canisters attached to the bottom of the stock. Right. And when you look at them before they're even fired, there's like a little blue flame on the inside. Yeah. So kind of, yeah. Maybe it was like, we can't fire... Projectiles. Or even if they're blanks, yeah, we can't fire things in this space. Or 
we've just had an episode with a lot of yeah you know in the Sontaran story and so. just to try and make it a bit more futuristic yeah. we'll have like a exactly so close you can feel their fire exactly type gun um, the doctor tells Cobb to look up the word genocide in the dictionary where he'll find a picture of the doctor with the caption over my dead body mm. see the silence in series 6 <laughs> genesis of the Daleks remembrance of the Daleks except yeah. you're not one to be lecturing yeah. on genocide time war mate. yeah exactly uh, time lord victorious he wipes out the Katuru or whatever they're called oh, does he? just like that yeah gone so you know you're not one to be talking yeah. about is that canon? I mean, as far as the BBC are confer- concerned, I think it is. It but... is, yeah. I'd, well, I say it has to be in that case, doesn't it? You have to accept. I think most when of the fa- I, like... think, I think most of fandom has forgotten it happened. So yeah, it's funny that, and it felt like it was going to be the start of like a maybe another project that was like yeah. that. I mean, I'm sure there'll be opportunities to do expansive multimedia things yeah. once the show's kicked off again. Yeah. The shooty. I mean, David Tennant's back, so you know. You never know. You don't, you don't need to tread on another doctor's toes when you do it. Oh my God. That was so terrible, wasn't it? When you think about that now, you think, yeah. why? Give it to her. Yeah. She's got nothing going on. You yeah. know, like in, in terms of the expanded media, I mean, I know it's because stuff with her on it doesn't sell. Yeah. But whatever, you know, at least do her the courtesy, mm. personally. At least have her in it. Yeah, exactly. As, you know, a, as a character at some yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> on the bottom of the post. Yeah. I'm here as well. I'm in a story. Want a jammy dodger? Um, I love it. Custard, when, custard cream. Oh, sorry, custard cream. God, dear. Big fan. Oh, it's just my What's head. What's going on today? My head is all over the place. I love it when Ten Donna rebuff the whole couple thing. Yeah. When they're like, you know, we're not. I, that's a lovely dynamic because yeah. it's, it's so not the prototypical Tenth Doctor yeah. relationship with a companion. Yeah. You know, it's. That's that's very sweet. Yeah, um, I liked that moment with the toy mouse. Yeah, that it's was very, very Tom. Yeah, very. Tom. I thought, oh, Tom would have done something like that. Very Tom. Yeah. Donna's womanly wiles getting rejected. Yeah, I thought it was very funny. That whole sequence is dubbed as well. If you dubbed quite badly. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was quite interesting. I, I did watch this like early in the morning. Yeah. Before work, and I was like, let's just get this out of the way. I kind of treated it the same way. Did, it's only yeah. forty-five minutes, but I'm I'm kind of constantly checking the clock. <laughs> when it goes through. Gonna end? <laughs> when, when, when can I get back to work? <laughs> Um, not really. No. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. You know, it was, it was, okay. what about that ridiculous laser scene with the backflips? <laughs> uh, I mean, it, apparently it's based off the toxic music video. Britney oh, Spears. was it really? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a set piece. It's like the only set piece from that story that's ever going to get replayed in documentaries like that. So you've got that scene in, but... That's what, like, as soon as those laser beams, I went, oh yeah, it's that story. But nothing else in this one made me go, no. oh yeah, I remember that. The source, the, the sigh of the yeah. universe or whatever, which ends up being the ball that can terraform this planet so mm. everything is okay again. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a MacGuffin, really. You know? Yeah. Um, I like the whole thing of the, the stamped signs around the base oh yeah yeah um, and obviously that leading to the, the to the reveal reveal that it's been going on for seven days yeah um, so why don't they realise it's seven days I'm, I'm a bit I, of, get, I got a bit lost with that to I'm be honest I'm kind of assuming that the original people are, all got killed yeah they're going through such a high body count of people wow. getting shot by the half that everybody involved in the story hasn't been alive for more than seven days damn but sure, so what's Cobb did, did Cobb come out of the machine that fucking old <laughs> You know? 
Is, or, or is he part of the deception? But he doesn't let on that he's part of the... No. You know, it, that's a bit of a... I do... F- that was my w- one thing. It was like, I can see where you're, what you're trying to do. Yeah. But I don't feel like the, it, the foundations are actually here. Mm. Like, this is a nice idea. Mm. But I don't feel like you've really hung it on anything solid. No. I mean, the fact that nothing happens <clears throat> until, like, half an hour into yeah. it. Yeah. I think I, in my notes, I actually... I put... Maybe it would have made more sense if they'd have said, oh... It's, a, it's been a month rather than seven days because seven yeah. days is not a very long time and I know no. obviously that's meant to be very impactful like yeah. this is only about I mean, for a week but realistically realistically it's sure. like maybe a month would have kind of just about yeah. been a bit more credible but then at the same time it cut like when he uh, sonics that projector and then the oh, yeah. map expands I was like did nobody knock it did nobody like <laughs> twist it or rub it and it went oh look it, it. there's more exactly yeah, all that Nicely done. Mm. Um, but then it kind of makes sense. Like, well, okay, if the war's only just been going on for a week. Maybe they're just all fucking stupid. I mean, they clearly are. It's just a pretty plan- crap. You know? Colony of idiots. Exactly, exactly. Um, and yeah, the, the, the final scene where Jenny gets shot. Mm. And then... Tenon- <laughs> There's an amazing bit that made me laugh. Go on. When she gets shot... And turns right to Martha and goes, is she going to be all right? No, she's got a fucking hole in her she's chest, you stupid cat. I know, and, Donna, and Martha's like... Yeah. Like, are you fucking... You're fucking blind. <laughs> you know, like, obviously she's fucking not all right. She's there. Like, um, no blood. But. That whole bit when he pulls the gun out and puts it to its head, it, Cobb's head, it's like... Okay, you're, we all know that there's no dramatic tension in this because you're not going to do it. Yeah. Because you've just spent the whole bloody episode <clears throat> talking about how bad guns are yeah. and violence and war. You're not going to, you know... Yeah, it's the Doctor's daughter, but there's, he's been he's passing around and admonishing minutes. her for yeah. like the last 40 minutes anyway. Um, and yeah, like, then he goes on about be the people that wouldn't do the thing or whatever he says. Yeah. It's like, is it possible for you to frame everybody's understanding of what they need to take away from the story without putting you right in the middle of it. Like, I'm a good person. <laughs> Be like me. Don't do the thing that I'm not going to do. Yeah. I leave you now with this wisdom. And then he walks off. He's yeah. face Jesus. Yeah, He comes yeah, yeah. into a situation. He um, causes, you know, some shit to go down and then goes, this is namaste. <laughs> this is how you now need to move on. I leave you with the lesson and the body strewn around you to learn from that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, cheers, man. Going to clean anything up or... Yeah. Know. I just thought it was a bit... No, I, 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 yeah, I, hate, I mean, I hate OTT. all that stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've never liked any of that stuff with the Doctor. Yeah. You know, because I don't really get the sense that any of the other Doctors were ever like that. What, like grandstanding coming in and being like, I'm brilliant, be like me. Yeah. Uh, no, there's John, not. John Pertwee tells the Thals, like, you know, don't... He has that lovely John, moment where he's like, yeah. you know, don't don't um, make war seem like a good thing, you mm. know. Tell them about the losses and all that stuff. Mm. I was like, yeah, that's nice. Mm. But then to have But tenant, that's actually, like, but that's, like, uh, that's universal a, was, for everybody. Yeah. Not, like, I'm really sad, and now you should all be really <laughs> yeah. sad as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's just, it's just stuff like that that mm. that, that mean, makes me think like, oh, I don't like your doctor. No, you're a bit of a knobhead. Yeah, and it and it it doesn't tank my enjoyment of the whole thing, but no. it is like a notch against it. Like I've had to yeah. sit through him being mopey again, and all the the Time Lord Victoria stuff, and 
the the oncoming storm. Yeah. You know, it's fine for a while, but then because you're not going to do what eventually happened in the time war is undone and everything goes back to normal, he doesn't get that payoff. Yeah. Uh, I suppose until you know the day of the Doctor. Yeah. Um, where he can get over that whole. I'm, you know, I'm not a vengeful, angry god anymore. Mm. My people are back. Or actually, I wasn't responsible for the things that I was ultimately responsible for. Yeah. And so there is a sort of dramatic irony and a sort of tragedy in the fact that when you're watching that character in that moment, he doesn't know actually yeah, that, that he wasn't gonna... responsible. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't know that, um, yeah, like it was, it, it was all okay, and he's actually, his, his hands are clean. Yeah. So there is a kind of a powerful thing in that, but equally. You know that's not the intent in the moment. No. And you know that Russell ultimately isn't totally cool with the fact that Time War just gets, bloop, it's yeah. all okay again. So it does feel a bit like that wasted momentum of like, well, it's all meaningless anyway, this moping. Yeah. Um, because it's all right. But wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, he doesn't know at the moment, so it's, it's, yeah. it's fine, you know. Yeah. It's like it, getting annoyed at the fourth Doctor for starting the events of the Time War in Genesis. It's like... Yeah. It wasn't the inference. That no. wasn't the intention anyway. No. It's just part of yeah. know, the ongoing narrative. The unfolding narrative. Of yeah. Who. Yeah. Uh, there's a really good uh, error at the end of the episode. Is there? Yeah. In the TARDIS. Yeah. Is there a light? Yeah. It's a yeah. big light. Like one of these soft boxes one up here. One of these softboxes, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. There's, a, there's one where a half, um, you can hear him in his mask go like, it's when they're using the battering ram. Right. And he goes like, Go! Go! <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. Or heave! It's one of those. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be like, <laughs> fucking hell, get me out of this bloody mask. <laughs> Can I have some, I'm dying some water, please. <laughs> I'm gagging on this. The liquid started seeking into the helmet. Um, yeah, they look great. I, I, I like the house. Yeah, they're cool. The production design generally is cool. I like the idea of an underground city. Mm. You know, it's, it's a different kind of aesthetic. It's not super futuristic. Yeah. And, um, you know, like brushed metal corridors and all that kind of stuff. So that's quite nice. But I think that's what makes it feel cheap as well. Is yeah. that they were like, let's find a location it's and, all some loca- location. and just yeah. fill it with some shit. Yeah. So, I looked so, at it immediately and I was like, I, I bet there's half a dozen Torchwoods and do- other Doctor Who's oh, that undoubtedly. in. It'll be the same theatre from Daleks in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be the same ballroom from that flashback Captain Jack episode yeah, of Torchwood. Yeah. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that prison cell they're locked up in is like upstairs around the corner from one of the box seats, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. They've just, ha- they've not had to make do, yeah. but they've chosen a location, they've gone with it, let's just make this work yeah. with this aesthetic. And it's different, but it's, uh, yeah, you're right, that's the thing that makes it a bit cheap. It's yeah. like, th- this is not a space that has been planned no. to be used no. in this way. Yeah, and I imagine... Probably when they were writing it, mm. they were probably like, space underground city. Yeah. No, we have to use a theatre in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's... Well, Dave, Dave knows someone who's got the keys. He can let us in from about 12. <laughs> so, we, you know, as long as we're right before the matinee starts. Yeah. We're all right. Um, anything else on the Doctor's Daughter? Uh, oh, really? Murray Gold? Yeah, now. Yeah, Murray Gold. There's a couple of bits in this I quite like. Yeah. I like the base, when it's just the base by itself, when like Martha and the Hath are like looking at the schematics together. Yeah. There's a couple of nice sort of ponderous bits. Yeah. There's a few bits I was like, oh my God, I remember that from the soundtrack. Yeah. Like the bits of the pre-credit music. Yeah, I think listening, watching it, I was thinking with, with mind of what is to come mm. in Doctor Who, it's like, mm. 
everyone's i saw quite a lot of people because we didn't we haven't mentioned that sega nakanola is now leaving well, i was going to bring Who. it up when we came to the q a yeah I, well, I think we've got a few questions about murray so i think we'll, oh okay so yeah. i mean i liked sagan's music mm. and i liked it was understated i like murray's music but watching this i was like oh yeah it's going to be a lot of that Feel these emotions. You will feel them. Feel them. Oh yeah. Oh my god. All right, I get it. I like the twee stuff. I like the instrumentation where he uses stuff that isn't an orchestra. Yes. Yeah. You know, when when he isn't using brass and strings. Yes. I really like his arrangements yeah. and I really like his instrumentation. I love the stuff like series one. Yeah. When it was all like yeah. samples. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And it wasn't an actual orchestra. Yeah. I like that because it kind of forces him to to stay away from the, the stuff that in a Titanic where the strings start and suddenly yeah. you go, <gasps> you know, it's yeah. that. And yeah. I think, you know, when you get to like the Capaldi era and he's starting to use electronic music a mm. bit more. And like mm. in Heaven Sent, you know, he's got that lovely, like very Peter Howley bit. And very, sort of, yeah. You know, and he, he uses that a lot more and it's like, oh, you that's good mm. do more of that like even with the um the 12th doctor's theme you yeah. know that's got some electronic bits in it he's like that's w what you want mm -hmm. but yeah this over the top orchestration and... i mean it was a thing at the time wasn't it that the music's too loud yeah drowning out the dialogue dead ringers did a sketch about yeah, they did, it didn't they yeah um you know there it, it, it does pound you over the head yeah it's not subtle yeah the production in general of doctor who at that time isn't very subtle no it's very harshly lit with lots of colored bulbs and stuff yeah it's very overly like saturated some of the shots the color correction in yeah it. it's like this is a warm scene it's all very beige and brown yeah i think i read somewhere that russell said something like this was a program that it had to be if it was on tv if the tv was on mm. and you were in a packed house like a house in the Powell Estates, yeah. you had to know it was on. Yeah. So it needed to be loud and bright, and, bright and stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I can understand that. Mm. But um, like one thing that I don't like, and it happens from Runaway Bride, the TARDIS is lit so brightly. Mm. Yeah. And it makes it look a bit shit. It's the studio lighting you get in the 80s. It is. Where they just turn everything up. Yeah. And it's like, there's no depth I, to anything. Like, it's a very... And you know, not dissing Alice Troughton, but it's a very flat palette. Yeah. You know, there's the because you can't allow things to go into shadow because it's very brightly lit. Yeah. Um, there's a nice shot. I wish there was some publicity photos of it actually, because we were talking about how nice the TARDIS looks when it's got that big girder across the front of it in Daleks Invasion of Earth. Yeah. When Martha uh, is attending oh, to yeah. the house, it's in the background and it's got rubble around it. And stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd love to get it press shot of that that'd look cool yeah um but it is very it's very yeah it's very one-dimensional yeah in terms of its like when you compare it in colour. series one and two it feels far more atmospheric mm. you know mm. those greens and stuff it yeah it looks yeah. really underlit yeah it yeah. looks great and then you sort of think why did they decide to change that mm, don't know. why did they you know do they just think, oh, the TARDIS doesn't look inviting enough or something it's not an it's not the 10th Doctor's aesthetic to be in a gloomy Space. No, it might be it for the ninth for the ninth stop, perhaps. Yeah. yeah, you know, but it doesn't really suit him. No, um, I guess not. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was the Doctor's daughter. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's very. Is, is it the worst episode of the Rus of, the initial of Russell four. T Davies era? Oh, is it just a series? It's just a series four. Series I think four. I think Fear Her is the or oh yeah Fear Love Her Monsters yeah is, yeah. Of, yeah. Um, no, I, well. Uh, 
What else is in series four? It probably is. I mean, Planet of the Ood. Oh, I like that. Um, what's episode two? Fires, Fires of, of Pompeii. Pompeii. I like That's that. That's okay. Yeah, it probably is the weakest one. But consider, consider, and considering we're not sort of sat here going, it was bloody awful and we're tearing yeah. it apart. It's, you know. I'd, actually, I'd probably sooner have this than Smith and Jones. Uh, that's series three, though. Not Smith and Jones. Uh, Partners in Crime. Partners in Crime. Yeah, true. But it's the season opener. It's like, you know, I think a season opener and a season finale, they're kind of in their own worlds, aren't they? Yeah, I guess so. Because every season opener is like a reintroduction mm. to the show. Yeah. So. One of those fat women is in Outlaws now, isn't she? Oh, she's, she's the, the PTSO. Officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen Outlaws before, watch it. It's bloody. Br- have you finished it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bloody excellent. Yeah. It's very, very good. Really good. And hopefully there's a third series. Yes, um, yeah. yeah. It's nice to watch it and go, oh, that's so and so, and that's that place. And that's it's that place. odd looking at it and going, Christopher Walken's outside my flat. What's, yeah, what's yeah, going yeah, on? It's yeah. just, yeah, it's yeah. great. It's really cool. Yeah. There were parts of Bristol that I didn't recognise. Uh, the. Uh, like the ass- this, is, this is just for a chat for people who've seen Outlaws. Uh, the. Community centre yeah, where's in that? Shirehampton. Ah! It's C. Mill, Shirehampton. Right, okay. So yeah. that's why I wouldn't know that, because that's yeah. not my neck of the woods. Yeah. And like the, the council estate places, obviously I would not know where. That's off uh, St. Paul's Stokes Park. Yeah, see, I wouldn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know that. Yeah. Watch Outlaws. Mm. See you in a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to part two of the Review of Death. You can see some names scrolling underneath uh, our heads, I can't. bodies. I can't. I've got a third eye. I can see all this shit. <laughs> Um, if you got, got floaters, your... <laughs> that's, that's what Johnny's got. Yeah, I, I, I might, I might be losing my marbles. I might also have issues in my eyes. If you'd like your name to be added to that list of names, then you can become a Patreon supporter over yes. on Patreon. Uh, you can get access to loads of exclusive videos. We're going to do uh, Patreon exclusive Q and A's. So uh, look forward to that, and also a commentary for. Uh, Doctor Who Plastic Treachery which will be great fun (laughs) for everybody involved Uh, first question is from Christopher Clark and he says with the very sad departure of Sagan which composer do you think should take over and should the show look to new blood or go back with Murray Gold or do you feel focusing too much on returning staff is too safe and could be detrimental to the show yes yes basically yeah I think having Murray back for the 60th would be really cool or you could have Murray back for one of the specials have Sagan back for another special and then have the new person do the third mm. one or something. Yeah. Um, or have, yeah, Murray do all three. But I, um, I'm not so fussed when it comes to post 60th anniversary when you get to Sagan. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I feel like if you start inviting people like, not like Murray, not like a personal thing against Murray Gold, but I just... I want somebody else for saying mm. it. it feels like it needs. I think it needs. That. I think it needs somebody else. I mean, I have a sneaking suspicion that if Murray Gold does come back, maybe it'll only be for the three, okay. just as like some sort of continuity between the two eras. Because mm. obviously, this is going to be so heavily into. Oh, you know, mm. this is. You know, this is a nostalgia fest for <clears throat> that period. So, so far as we know, you know, yeah. we don't know what else could be cooking in the pot. You know other doctors could turn up for all we know mm-hmm. but definitely for shooty have a new composer mm. um 
Who I would I like to see do the music? Uh, Nicola Holt, who does mm -hmm. the music for Loki. Yeah. The music for that was really good. The theme tune for that is really cool, yeah. synthy, weird. And it's like, ah, oh, nice. That's what we want for Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. And she did a really good job with the music for Obi Wan Kenobi as well. She was very I good enjoyed, at capturing. I enjoyed that show. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Did nobody? Did people not like it? No, people did like it. I yeah. thought it was horse poo. Well, I'm not that attract. Like, you know. Star Wars is like... Yeah. Uh, oh, Darth Vader was amazing. Yeah, yeah, That was cool. What didn't you like about it? Uh, I didn't like all the stuff with Leia. <clears throat> yeah. And I didn't like the fact that Obi-Wan Kenobi was like, oh, then Anakin Skywalker's dead. All right, bye. Right. Why wouldn't you fucking kill him? Okay. I know why he couldn't kill him because... He has to he, come he, back in the movies. Yeah, but, you know, actually write a... Re you know, sure. I mean, from what I've read from the guy who wrote the original film version. Mm. All of that stuff was sorted. Right. But then when they decided to do it into a Disney Plus series, they fucked it. So, oh, yeah. damn. There's some info for you there, folks. Yeah. Talking of Star Wars, <clears throat> Call the Ghostbusters says, why is it that some Doctor Who fans desire Doctor Who to be a big franchise on the level of Star Wars? <clears throat> do we desire for the show to be a mainstream sensation where normal folks can talk about it with diehards? What is the need for recognition of a show we already love? That's a very interesting it's question. An interesting question. Um, I don't think anybody should be adverse to the Doctor Who being popular. massively popular again. No. Because there'll still always be bits of it that you like that they will mainstream not... fans don't understand. Yeah. That's what it was always like. Yeah. Um, and, and it's the same with Star Wars. Exactly. You know. The only aversion I ever had to anything like that was, and you said it before in videos, was when you're young and you see a kid yeah. pick up a Dalek in Toys R Us, you go, you don't know what story that's from or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you're fucking like 11 at that point. Yeah. So when you're slightly older, you kind of look at the landscape of things and go, why shouldn't, yeah, I'd love Doctor Who to be massively popular Well, yeah, again, precisely, you know. Um, I, I would love to be able to go into the office here mm. and have, have someone people, yeah. say, did you watch Doctor Who on Saturday? Yeah. And be like, yes, what did you think? Shit. Doesn't happen anymore. No. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I'm not asking you again, Matt. Yeah, I know. I mean, inevitably, we're going to be, I can't wait for it to go. Oh, that was, sh last week's was rubbish. What yeah. are you talking about? It's, it's the Doctor Who fan way. Yeah. Um, I think that, I don't think anybody should be adverse to their show. No. The show they love being really popular. You'll always have the thing that you like. Yeah. If you only like getting all the big finishes and you think that TV Doctor Who died when Jodie Whittaker became the Doctor, get the fuck. But also, that's your little bit of Doctor Who. That's your microcosm of the show. Yeah. Nobody's taking that away from no. you just because kids are now being Daleks in yeah. the playground again. What's wrong with that? And yeah, I mean, I mean, like, look at us. You know, we're obviously sad gits mm. that love this programme. Mm. But if someone came up to me and started talking to me about, I don't know, uh, PDAs and EDAs and comic book stuff, yeah. I'd be like, whoa, mm. what are you talking about? Mm. That's, I don't know what this means. You pretend not to be a fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think Doctor Who should continue with serialisation or return to standalone stories? Uh, I really enjoyed the serialised element of flux mm. i mean obviously it was sh they didn't do a good job with it come the end yeah but imagine that but being good mm. that'd be brilliant <laughs> that'd be good uh imagine flux imagine but flux good but good <laughs> yeah um i i'd love i'd love it to be serialized yeah i think maybe you could like split the series so that you've got yeah. like a load of introductory stories and then when you hit the midway series point you're like right here's, here's the thread this. we're picking up for the rest yeah. of the year I, I suppose they do that in the new series in so much as you get more heavily 
signposted references to whatever's coming up in the yeah. finale, be it Bad Wolf or whatever. Um, but it's not really serialised in that way. No. It's just a, it's a story arc. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the fun of Flux was the cliffhangers, wasn't it? Exactly. Every week we were, you know, it was like watching old Doctor Who. It was like, what's gonna, how are they going to get out of that one? Exactly. It's a proper cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. Kieran Cooper asks, what types of merch would you like to see them roll out for the 60th anniversary? I remember the 50th having so much, it felt like a fever dream. Couldn't afford any of it anyway. <sighs> Crikey, anything would be mm. better than nothing. I think we'll get like a, uh, what, well, we'll get like a 60th box set with like a Donna and a... 10 for what from like B&M or something yeah cool. the last B&M set will be like the anniversary <laughs> one crikey I don't know I don't know really they just make so much tat these days mm. just like all the you know I went to Forbidden Planet and it was like oh uh, it's, it's, not, it's not an episode of the review of death until we start cussing out review of death <laughs> oh, um, Forbidden, Forbidden Planet, Planet. Bristol <laughs> you know it, it's just, I mean obviously it's not Forbidden Planet's fault but it's just like it's a shame isn't it obviously Everyone's going to be like, well, I want all the toys again. Yeah. But I just don't think that's going to happen. I think people who think they're going to suddenly walk into Forbidden Planet and be able to pick up all these figures. Yeah. I think it's you're not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. Because the market isn't there generally. Well, that, that's it. I mean, there was a question about, you know, what do you think the merch situation is going to be with, with Shooty? It's like a Sonic, a TARDIS. Yeah. Him, a companion, a Dalek, a Cyberman or whatever big monsters from that, yeah. that year they get. Yeah. I mean... Um, don't get me wrong, if it could go back to 2007 and it'd be like a massive success Absolutely. and there's, you know, I could walk into Smith Toys and not see a shit ton of Marvel stuff. Do you know what? This mm. is so weird. Mm. And I mean, like, think of Star Wars. Star Wars in Smith's Toys, which is like Toys R Us yeah. now, Star Wars section is like that. Really? Yeah, it's like nothing. Wow. And Marvel is, takes up all of it. Mm. Bit of Batman. Wrestling, oh yeah, takes up so much stuff. I think they've yeah, Smiths and WWE have got a thing together. Oh, they've got okay, like a partnership thing. Right. So whenever they do UK tours, right, they do appearances at Smiths. Oh, um, I see. But I was gonna say, I was like, wow, there's a lot of wrestling stuff. There's so much wrestling stuff. I know. I like, I know. Who's watching this? <laughs> I don't watch WWE. I, I'm going to um, Clash at the Castle. The first WWE arena show in the UK in 30 years wow. in Cardiff, wow. in Principality, September. Can't bloody wait. I can't bloody go. wait. Um, Are you in it? Uh, what? Am I yeah, I'll be ringside, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll jump the guard around in the main event and get the shit kicked out of me. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's time for the answer to the ultimate question, says Joseph A. Morrison. Which is better as a foe, Daleks or Cybermen? Uh, mm. Don't listen. It's, that's a difficult one, isn't it, really? Because I guess the Daleks are like the ultimate baddie. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love the Cybermen as a concept. Yeah. But I guess Daleks are generally better, aren't they? I think it's got to be Daleks. Yeah. I mean, just from the cultural splash they've had, yeah. their actual kind of concept, I guess. Yeah. Um, something I think it's, it is worth acknowledging is how much of a, a say so many different people had in the creation of the initial Dalek story. Mm. It's not just all Terry Nation. It's obviously Ray Kasich and his yeah, design yeah, yeah. for the Daleks. Yeah. Um, it's obviously the, the voice and David Graham. Mm. But also that staccato tone yeah. in the script when you read the dialogue, the initial drafts of the Daleks is um, they speak a lot more kind of casually and like freehanded and like, <laughs> all right, Bob, what's yeah, going on? Like... I'm going to wipe out some falls. 
But in the, uh, it's David Whittaker as the script editor that gives them that broken, much more aggressive really? tone of voice. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying Terry Nation. But, yeah. You know, it's just, it's the amalgamation of yeah. all these different people coming together yeah, to make I mean, that sensation. I think really the, the success of the Dalek is, it really should be on the production mm. more than it should be on Terry Nation mm. because kids like the look of them. Kids yeah. like the sound of them. Yeah. I don't think kids were going into the playground and saying, do you know what, Timmy? I really enjoyed the uh, episode where they spent 23 minutes <laughs> trying to jump across that hole. <laughs> Me too, Billy. God. Um, yeah, Daleks. Yeah. And Daleks win. Ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. But my, ki- my kids, they're not my kids. Um, <laughs> my, my nephews, um, they're loving Cybermen. All yeah. they want to watch is Cybermen. Although yeah. they did watch Dalek the other day. Did they? Okay. <laughs> Turn into one then. <laughs> uh, they watched Starlink the other day. They bloody loved it. Mm. That was their first new series story. Mm. And they were like, God, this is good, isn't it? I love that. And they loved Eccleston. Yeah, I bet they did. Emilio was like, John Pertwee's my favourite doctor, but Chris Eccleston, he's... because he's, he's got a bloody big gun at the end. Yeah, he was like, oh, I, I said, what did you like about him? He said, I liked his anger. Mm. And he's like, I liked, he was very emotional. I associate with his anger. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. we need to like, take yeah. him somewhere. And actually, honestly, I watched that scene... I, well, I watched the whole episode with them, but I saw that that scene in particular with Eccleston and the Dalek, mm. the first time they meet. I was like, that is probably mm. one of the best scenes in all of Doctor Who. You heard it here. First. And I think, and I think, but the best acted scenes. Mm. Eccleston. Blinder. Absolutely brilliant. Because it's like, you know, the Daleks are obviously an object of ridicule in the general yeah. public, but like... You get an actor of that weight yeah. reacting in that way to that thing, which is just yeah. an inanimate object. Yeah. It's just, it sells. It he sells, sells it. the Daleks for that whole year just yes. off that one reaction. Yeah. And his, his, his fear and hatred of them. Yeah. It carries right through just yeah. that, that first meeting. Yeah. And I don't think after series one, maybe Doomsday, mm. when Rose has a similar reaction... After that, yeah. they lose their power. Yeah, yeah. Completely. I'd agree. Yeah. For whatever reason. Mm. Journey's end, they're just sort of... I think it's because at that point... Sarah Jane does a good... Actually, acts it very well. When, the, when they hear the Daleks and she's like... Oh, oh yeah, that's when, brilliant. That's, that's brilliant. really good. Yeah. But... It, yeah, they never really get that again. No. Um, and they never kind of feel as imposing and like... No. Oh, shit. You know, like the, yeah. the the only other time I can think of genuinely is I I think that bit in um, Revolution when the um, redesigned police Dalek comes out of the smoke. It's right. The, I I think that's like a properly like these things are fucking cool. Man. Like they're scary. You know, they're imposing and Actually, ominous. I I I'd completely forgotten that. <laughs> that you, know the, you know the bit when they're practicing I know the, bit, the riot. I know, yeah, yeah. But I just think that the score for that it's yeah. the first time that they're treated with any kind of like weight. Yeah. Like, th- these things are deadly, man. You need to, you know, watch out. For them. And then it sprays in the water. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I love that scene. I love the soundtrack. God, I've forgotten I, that yeah. completely. <laughs> um, since we know RTD is going to be dipping back into his own era a little bit, at least for the anniversary, are there any elements, plot, threads, locations, monsters, characters that you'd really like to see revisited in the new series, either from classic or past New Who? I'm going to go for past New Who and say, I want the Slitheen to come back. Do you? I love the Slovene to come back. Yeah. Think about all the social commentary you can do with 
fat, feckless, ridiculous-looking bloody mm. politicians. And, True. Or, you know, if you wanted to do that kind of story again, yeah. you know, you could do that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, really. I think there's enough already. Mm. I don't think I really want anything else. No? No. You don't want anything returning... Got what one for any plot element, location, monster? From the new series. From the new series. Want to go to new, 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 new Earth or whatever? Nah. No? Ah. Damn. Sorry. Classic series. Classic series. I'll think of like nine now. <laughs> no. I mean, only Peladon. That, um, Peladon. That's the only thing that... I'm really... <sighs> I'm just done with Doctor Who. Bored of <laughs> <bored laughs> it now. <laughs> what? Do, do something new. <laughs> along, along those lines, I think this is uh, a really interesting question. In each of your opinions, where was the beginning of the end for classic Who? Uh, I mean, we did kick the shit out of Warriors of the Deep, didn't we? We did. I think... I think it, it is kind of around that time. I think it's the Five Doctors. Do you reckon? That's as high as that show gets mm. in that era. And you think, if John had left then, if J&T had left after the five doctors after that season because yeah. it's a massive success to yeah. have pulled all that together anyway yeah. but for it to be as good as it is yeah because i love the five doctors i and think the, the bbc were probably invested enough then to actually think oh shit we need to find someone to fill that exactly role. And, and if somebody comes off of it and they go well we can't take our foot off the accelerator now we just had a really successful yeah. 20th anniversary yeah you know i feel like at that point john should have moved on and somebody new should have taken mm. over that role. Yeah. And <clears throat> I don't think it's John being there that's detrimental to the programme's downfall or anything. But I just think it would have been an injection of new ideas. It would have yeah. been somebody else coming. It wouldn't have... Maybe somebody... He really, you know, he fought for the show and, and you can't stop the BBC's lack of interest in it. You can't yeah. sort of stop that from happening. Um, but I just think maybe something else... If somebody else had just come in with a few more ideas... It yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Because then, yeah, what do you get? Warriors of the Deep. Mm. Awakening, which I don't really understand what that story is all about. Mm. Francis is fine. That's a good story. Resurrection, is that next? Mm -hmm. um, that's great. Planet Fire is a pile of arses. It's not great. No. no. And then Caves is obviously superb. Mm. But then you just, you, yeah, it's those sort of ebbs and flows, isn't it, from that, from that point on? You, you can say it ebbs a little bit in the early 80s. Yeah. But I think that when you know you've got, you know, in, in the grand scheme of looking at that period, and you yeah. know, you've got the five doctors, and then from that point, it, 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 you know, it, it generally, it, I'm not saying it, this yeah. is, you know, law. No. But it kind of generally goes like, there plat is, it plateaus. It plateaus, at that yeah. Point. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I think... <clears throat> by Tom Baker, and also, and I love Tom Baker's era. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I like the beginning of it. Mm. You know, season 15, it's like, uh, you know, that's shaky ground. Yeah. 15, 16, 17, it's all a bit wobbly. Mm -hmm. Then 18 and 19 are, is that, like you said, is that injection of new ideas and it's all been refreshed and it's like, ooh. Mm. And then as soon as 19's gone out the window, 20, mm -hmm. it feels like, oh, things are sort of trending along here. And yeah, treading water. Something's, yeah, something's not quite gelling in the same way as it had done the previous two seasons. And even from a produ production perspective, it's at that point that there's disagreements about what direction the show should be going yeah. in. And you get that t tension with Eric and John and, yeah. and all that. Um, 
I'd say, yeah, Five Doctors is probably yeah. around the time where it kind of starts it, to Yeah, I think you're probably right. Out. Yeah. And it kind of happened It happened with Doctor Who now. True, when it hit the 50th anniversary and yeah. then everyone didn't want to know about it after that, really. Yeah. There you go. Maybe we should just stop celebrating anniversaries. Yeah, maybe that's like a curse for Doctor yeah. Who. 60th, shooties the Doctor for three years and then that's it, that's the end yeah. of the show. Maybe that's like his silver nemesis. Yeah. And you get three more years and it gets cancelled. But there was so much promise. Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the JNT master plan was going to come into effect <laughs> and then it gets cancelled. Um, if RTD was to develop a spin-off show alongside this new era, what would you like to see? Would these be totally new or building off aspects of Sarah Jane, Tortured or Class? I think, obviously, Class... Class is ass. It needs to be left in the past. <laughs> yeah, I said, to, I said, we, Johnny was watching a program from um, 2005 called Bodies mm. on Netflix, and it's very good. And it had the lady who plays Mrs. Quill oh, in class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget her name. Catherine. Yeah, Ryan. whatever. And, yeah. And I said, oh, that so and so. Uh, she was in Doctor Who uh, well sort of and he said what do you mean she was sort of in Doctor Who I said well she was in class with Peter Capaldi that one time and he went oh so she wasn't in Doctor Who <laughs> <laughs> I said no <laughs> um, Sarah Jane is it's on its own thing you, I don't think you can tap back into no Sarah Jane again it's not, not no. with Liz no uh, without Liz no um, and I think it's lovely what they're doing with Rani yeah, with on Rani, Big yeah. Finish yeah. I think that's a lovely idea but I don't think that would work to bring it back on TV no, 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 no. as the Rani adventure. Definitely. No, the Rani adventures. That the feels Rani. like another <laughs> another program entirely. Um, but in terms of spin-offs, I mean, I'm not really the biggest fan of spin-offs for no, Doctor Who anyway. I I I, I mean, go, I enjoy Torchwood. I, I'd go for a like Torchwood, Bristol. Beijing. Yeah, Bristol. I'd do that. Weevils floating around in the harbour. Yeah, um, well, we said that, but we've done this gag before. We but, have, yeah. well, well, let's retread all gags. It's not like we don't reuse gags all the time, <laughs> no, no, to be no. fair. No. Um, I, oh, I, I'd like to have another Torchwood. Outlaws. It would be like Outlaws, but It would be like Outlaws, but Torchwood. Instead of drugs, it's like, oh, we've got, we got Vrex Owen. <laughs> it would still be lots of drugs. Lots of drugs. Um, yeah, I'd like to see a Torchwood something or other. Um, I suppose the big question is, do you have another Doctor doing their own spin-off series alongside Shooty? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's... Unless it's exclusively on a, on a different platform. Yeah. And it's, like, separate enough. Yeah. And not, like, different platforms in, like, different format, like Big Finish or whatever. No. In the, yeah. Um, it, if it can exist in its own little bubble, isolated from the main series, I think yeah. it could be all right. I think it's difficult. I think... I think we are too... We are too disconnected now from anything that has happened in Doctor Who recently. Mm. And by recently, I mean from 2005 onwards. Right. That is all, that's too old now. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That would be like... In terms of references, you mean? Yeah, yeah. for a spin-off. That would be like when Doctor Who came back in 2005. Oh, let's, bring, let's have a spin-off and it's the Brigadier Bambera adventures. Sure. You just wouldn't do it because it's insane. So I think the only way spin-offs can happen now yeah. is from whatever happens in the new I series. I was about to say that. Russell's new ideas if there's a cool character if there's a new Captain Jack type character like Vinder yeah. but not shit yeah. or you know that kind of thing and then you can get your spin off there I agree whatever I the spin off will be it will be something we haven't yeah. seen yet you know maybe we can have a unit spin off mm -hmm. but we need new characters yeah. so get rid of Kate Stewart get rid of Osgood yeah because they've, they've had their time yeah. Kate Stewart's a cardboard cut out anyway mm. Um, I mean, she might turn into a sideman or something at the end of the 
We can only hope. Yeah. Um, more emotion in the performance. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ricky of Khan has sent us uh, an essay, a fucking essay. Right. Um, do the panel agree with me that it doesn't matter... Well, the panel. Uh, it doesn't matter if Doctor Who goes through phases of being as popularist as it sometimes is. I've adored the Jodie era, but will concede that it hasn't resonated with the general public in the way that Tom Baker or David Tennant's series have. It's more of a season 24 or season eight, 16, more of an acquired taste for refined palettes. I think that's stretching the definition of that a little bit Ricky, but, and I love the Jodie Whittaker era but I think that's a bit much <laughs> refined palette um, and that's okay it's wonderful actually uh, it's the natural ebb and flow of the show as we mentioned ebb and flow yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. the natural run of things that yeah. you know sometimes are you answering this question for us Ricky <laughs> um, uh, lots of little girls feel brave and confident in their rainbow t-shirts now hooray uh, and I couldn't give a fuck if nerd lord 78 in his bedroom bunker doesn't like it mass acclaim doesn't necessarily mean better people voted for Boris Johnson and Brexit I think that the Whittaker era is the one that will only grow in reputation as time passes. I've always said that. Yeah. I always, what's your question? I've always, <laughs> I've always said that. I, I think that um, the Whittaker era will be more appreciated as time goes on. Mm. Um, but I don't know about acquired tastes. I, you know, I think, I think, is it, it like, if you can stomach this, you can deal with anything, <laughs> you know, or what? Um, I think, I think, in going back to the beginning of the question. Yes, which is, yeah. I think that no, being mega popular. <laughs> <left it> <laughs> no, being mega popular doesn't mean that you know that something isn't necessarily not good because there's plenty of things like you said you know season twenty five and twenty six superb seasons but it wasn't very popular with the, with the general public so I don't think being popular means it's therefore better mm -hmm. but. It doesn't hurt for it to be popular yeah. because one wants the com the program to actually carry on being made. Exactly. And I think when it's not popular, that is when you run the risk of people going, "Let's not make Let's this not shit make this anymore." Show anymore. Um, and I think you know, probably, you know, I think honestly, if it hadn't have been for events that we're not privy to, I think we were very lucky that Russell T Davies came back because I honestly think that we were probably getting very close to Doctor Who having a good old rest again. Well, you think who else has a cachet that could have come in yeah. and created such a buzz? Like, yeah. I didn't... I don't really look at Doctor Who Twitter anymore. Every time I scroll aimlessly through my feed, it's somebody saying this person has said something that is wrong. And it's like, come on, everybody. Nobody's having a conversation anymore. Mm. But when Russell puts something on his Instagram, I find out from Doctor Who Twitter before I even go on Instagram. Yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. goes, what's oh, yeah. Russell up to? Yeah. You know, no other showrunner, no other producer coming into this, apart from like a Peter Jackson or something, yeah. could have generated this level of buzz for a show that is like just gone into the edit. Yeah. For three specials that yeah. may or may not be coming out within the next 12 months. Yeah. You know, like, Jesus yeah. Christ, that's a huge statement of people's affection and adoration for what's to come. Yeah. So, Doctor Who always will inevitably, just by comparison, yeah. not through any attempt of, well, you know, let's do five years of shit telly. And then we'll wait for someone to pick it up. I'm not saying that it has been, but I'm just saying yeah. it doesn't literally work like no. that. It's not scripted in that way. But it does have to have those bits. Yeah. And it's only when we realise the show's picking up speed and people are interested that you go, that's the big popularist Doctor Who and stuff. Yeah. You only really notice it when you're in it. Yeah. I guess. Um, 
Would you be disappointed if 10 is the only Doctor coming back for the 60th? Whether it's actors not wanting to return or RTD not wanting to do a multi-Doctor story, I think uh, I'll be gutted if we never get to see Capaldi or McGann again as the Doctor. I'll be gutted if it isn't, if Capaldi isn't involved in some way. Yeah. Matt Smith would be cool to get back. Yeah. That would be like, ha, man, that's like, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing him come back. Because yeah. you always think when the Doctor is the incumbent Doctor, ah, oh, I'm going to be really excited when you are away from the show for 10, 15 years yeah. and then come back and do a multi-Doctor. Yeah. Because you always feel like once you've been in the show like that, you're stamped for life, you'll always end up coming back. Yeah, it, and it's more exciting for Capaldi and Matt Smith to come back because Definitely. they have distanced themselves from the part in some ways and uh-huh. done their own things. Meanwhile, David Tennant has never seemingly stopped being Doctor Who. No. Because he's always come back to do little skits and things he, as Doctor he's Who. The John and of, he's the John yeah, of that era, isn't he? You know, he? he always come he'll do anything yeah. as Doctor Who. And you know, he does all these big finishes. Yeah. So him being announced as coming back, it was like, okay, mm. cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, I, I mean I'm not the massive Matt Smith fan by any means, but I would still be like, oh shit, Matt Smith's coming back. Yeah. Actually, I'd love Capaldi to come back and I'd love Paul McGann to come back. I have no hopes of Paul McGann returning to the programme yeah. whatsoever. So if it does happen, then that would be absolutely superb. Um, but yes, I would be disappointed if mm. it was just David Tennant. Uh, on to Instagram now. Uh, Dark McKnight has asked, what could be the death of Doctor Who? As in, what could kill the current run of the show? I mean... We kind of, as we said before, it's like if you produce a show that is met with general apathy from an audience, that's kind of the death of your show, really. Yeah. Um, I suppose viewing figures, you could say, would kill a show if they're low. But you look at Doctor Who's viewing figures and they're very respectable. Yeah. If not great for a show of its kind on when it's on. Yeah. For the audience. that it, It's a family drama. Like, you know, apart from the Durrells on ITV, I can't really think of many family... Drama, Call the Midwife, is, is that a family drama? No, yeah, I don't know. Um, I can't really think of many other family dramas on telly. No. Um, and if Doctor Who's still flying the flag for that kind of entertainment, then it's, if it's the only thing out there, then yeah. I don't know. But I can't see any, any one thing sort of leading to the demise of the programme. It would probably be no. a combination of really shit, unfortunate events that kind of yeah. led to it yeah. you know, decreasing in quality or whatever. Um, one for you, Matt. Uh, we sort of, sort of touched on this, but uh, do you feel Doctor Who's merchandise slash figure range will ever return to something like the glory days of 2006, 2008? Or has the show slash audience slash general public changed too much for that to happen? For example, the shift from toys to technology uh, and will just remain a collector's market from now on? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we will ever see it in quite the same way as it was back in the day because... Toys just aren't really that big anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not not in the same way. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think it will always be a collector's thing, mm. more so from now on. Um, yeah, I, I'm 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 sad to say. Yeah. Um, but you know, the fact that they're still being made is cool. But, you know, perhaps it needs, perhaps it needs another thing like with the three and three quarter inch range. Mm. It needs a new, it need, it, you know, you can have your collector's range, but yeah. it needs 
something more kid friendly. I don't know for the the, the the big audience. Yeah, I think the last time I saw anything like Doctor Who trying to reach out to that audience was when they were doing those like um, guns, like a Dalek ice. Oh yeah, they do all that stuff. You yeah, know? and and that was sort of integrated with VR or something. Yeah, wasn't something, it? you had like a yeah. mobile app. I can't remember. I yeah, can but see, I remember. Yeah, I can see toys like that doing well because yeah. when you when I, if you go into an ASDA. And you go to the kids section. It's obviously a lot of Funko Pops and stuff, and a lot of yeah. Marvel figures. Yeah. But they are in a smaller scale. Yeah. They're less detailed. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah, with the five point five range just stays as the collector's range. Yeah. The classic series merch, yeah. and you'll always get a shooty or a new Doctor or a new companion will yeah. enter that range. Yeah. But yeah, you've got like a a cheaper line of toys in a smaller scale for kids. Yeah. That could. I think that's. I think that's the only way you're going to do it. It won't go back to 2006, 2008 levels. No, the market just doesn't. It's just not there. Doesn't like that anymore. No, 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 no. And I think like the collector's market is so different as well because you think you know you look at a Star Wars Black Series figure, mm. which is like their high end six inch range. You know the level of detail and articulation and stuff. You know that is so much more than a character options figure. Mm. But then again, you're paying. 23, 24 yeah, quid yeah. for one figure. Yeah. And I think we've already discovered that the Doctor Who fandom do not want to be paying that amount no, of money for, for a single figure. figure. Um, and it's obviously a very different thing, you know, mm. Doctor Who compared to like an action, a real proper action based line like Star yeah. Wars or superheroes. So. Yeah. I mean, you see it like when you mentioned with wrestling figures, you see there's like a basics line. Yeah. And then there's like the way more articulated stuff. Like, yeah. no six-year-old who thinks John Cena is a real-life superhero is going to want a Bruno San Martino or a Bret Hart action figure mm. with a specific gear he wore at the, yeah, in so, yeah, the 96 some... Survivor Series or whatever. It's like, so what? No yeah. one cares yeah. uh, at that age. Yeah. So you need maybe, yeah, like a basics line of Doctor Who stuff. Would yeah, be, would I think so, yeah. Um, what is Billy's favourite Paul McCartney album? Venus and Mars, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> For future Blu-ray releases, mm. do you think there should be content disclaimers? As I noticed this on the Blu-rays for the Cushing films. There's content warnings on the, in the Cushing films, apparently. Wow, I wouldn't mm. know. I've not put the discs in yet. Um, I can think of a few classic Who moments that would warrant one. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I think, does Britbox have disclaimers for some Doctor Whos? Potentially, I think I, so. I have a feeling it might. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, for like Talons, you probably need something there that says, hey, just so you know... This was seen as acceptable then, even though it totally wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, the way they edited Fix with the Sontara and that the was season so clever. Set, really well done. Yeah. And I wouldn't be adverse to seeing that done on more things that need. I mean, there's nothing. You're not going to get. <laughs> edit out all of Talent's all of Talent's away flag. You're not going to get, like, I, you know, the Pakistani Dalek sketch isn't going to end up on a Blu ray set. No. Is it? You know? No. Like, but I think for certain things, there probably need to be content mm. warnings. Yeah. You're about to watch The Twin Dilemma. Turn away. That kind of a thing, <laughs> you know? Um, top three favourite Dalek colour schemes. Ooh. Well, silver and blue. Movie silver and blue. Oh, yeah. Movie silver and blue. Yeah. Normal silver and blue mm -hmm. from the like Hartnell, late Hartnell era. Yeah. Uh, and then... Third one. I don't know. Something out there like red and black. Yeah. From the movie. Yeah. Uh, that uh, mutation of time one. Oh yeah, that's nice. That's pretty. Dalek Alpha. Yeah. That's pretty. I like the blue. Was it, we were talking about them before the blue one that was at like a couple of conventions. Oh yeah. And it was like a light blue color with like. A bastard just flew into his eye. Bastard fly flew into his eye. Um, 
Do you think it's a shame the next Doctor wasn't female? And when do you think we could see another female actor take on the role? You know, I was thinking this the other day. Mm. I was thinking this the other day, and it just sort of was like, oh yeah, it's a bloke again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's kind of funny, isn't it? And it does feel weird. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed. Uh, I was when Shooty was announced. I was like, oh, that's really cool. But like, I, uh, only from, I guess only from the perspective that it, it can be used as a kosh to beat Doctor Who over the head with. Like, mm. you know, oh, Jodie didn't work. The female Doctor thing didn't yeah, work. Yeah, this is had what, to revert yeah. Back that... to, but then you can't let your decisions and your perspective be guided by no. arsehole saying arsehole things. Yeah. Um, I guess the general public aren't really going to give a shit. When he's on, and if he's good, then they're not going to care, That's are they? That's true. What, I, what, I mean, but the problem is, is that the general public, you know, they weren't watching Sylve, but they'll reflect on Sylve because the general consensus was, oh, that's when Doctor Who went a bit shit, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so that'll be the Jodie thing, because they went for a man, like, straight afterwards, so obviously it didn't work, and I don't yeah. really remember watching any of that stuff anyway. Yeah. But it was always going to happen when yeah. Russell came back. Whoever had played it before, even if it wasn't the first female Doctor, yeah. was always going to get that sort of a yeah. return if, yeah. if the viewing... And I imagine it would have been the same with Capaldi. I imagine Capaldi would have got that. I mm. mean, he did get a bit of that, like, oh, mm. well, they made him old and it didn't work. Uh, massively. You know? I mean, and then they kind of, you know, whether that's good for the BBC or not, they kind of saved themselves by then having an even less successful Doctor. I suppose, yeah. But the optics are always going to look bad. Yeah. And I think the optics were always going to look bad coming out of that when you had to cast a new Doctor. You know, you're, you're kind of... Yeah. You're snookered either way in terms it, yeah, of the way that people it, perceive it. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen another female Doctor after Jodie before we went back to having another bloke. Yeah. That was how I'd always sort of pitched and it. I, and I always assumed that would be what would happen. Yeah. Because now it does kind of feel... When you see them all lined exactly, up there, exactly. it's like, man, 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 woman, woman, yeah. man, yeah. <laughs> you're like, you know, oh, I, and Joe Martin's... Yeah, 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 in there somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> um, but you, but, you know, but... Uh, and you that's, the, the, that's the other thing, she's just going to be forgotten. Yeah. She is literally going to be forgotten. Um, I like, hate to say it. Oh, do you think? I, yeah. What if we get a division series, a division spin-off? There you go, you can have a division... Yeah. You know, Joe Martin, Doctor spin-off. I'd take that. I mean, I can't... I, Part of me would, mm. but part of me is also like, I just want to forget that the Chibnall that stuff happened. That whole era, it happened. Yeah. And I just, just want to be like, let's just move on now. Mm. And it's a shame because I thought she was fam fantastic. Mm. But I think he was... A, she's mired by being in that She's mired by being in that tenure. She's also mired by the fact that she was introduced and then that showrunner was just like, oh, well, I'm not going to use her. Mm. She has become incredibly popular in seconds. Mm. But... Knowing what we do know about Chibnall from what we've heard other people say about him, mm. I kind of get the impression he's like, oh, what, she's more popular than my doctor, Jodie mm. Whittaker? Mm. Mm. Well, I'm not going to use her so much now. Yeah. I kind of get that. That's the kind of impression I get from what I've heard about him. That's a bombshell that will leave you <laughs> yeah. with all at home there, scratching your heads. Um, thank you for submitting your questions. Greatly appreciated. It's a, it's a bold new frontier for Doctor Who that's mm. coming up. And I think it's easy to sort of relish it when, and also kind of damn what had, what's come before. Yeah. Because in reflection, you know, it's a different level. It's different gravy, this Russell thing. Yeah. It's, it's on, it's on a whole other level. And I think it's important, like Ricky said and like we were saying, that the show has ebbs and flows. And yeah. while it may not be your cup of tea, 
And this is an argument I, we always used to see, but I feel like people just don't say it anymore. It's like, if it's not your cup of tea, don't worry. Give it next well, week, yeah, there'll be something different. It. Or in a couple of years' time, there'll be a new doctor. Yeah. And I know that that's not easy for people to listen to. Like, well, I've got another three years of an era that I don't like. Yeah. And there are lots of people who dislike yeah. the Jodie Whittaker era for very, very normal reasons, you know? But... Yeah, and it's the same. It's not just Doctor Who. It's mm. with any long-running franchise. I mean, I was looking... Any long-running podcast. We've had shit episodes, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I was looking at the San Diego Comic-Con stuff and going back to Marvel mm. and their announcements and it was like okay so this film comes out and that is the end of phase four and in the comments it was just like wow phase four of Marvel was kind of a bit shit mm. Shang-Chi was okay and this was all right that was really good that was crap and it's like yeah okay mm-hmm. it's but all oh, this stuff looks good or yeah. all the stuff before was really great and it's like well yeah it's just one of those things you're not gonna get a home run every single time yeah um, and that is the same with everything, you know, Bond mm-hmm. or, you know, any, any show. Yeah. Um, it's a time, though, for, those, for, for these franchises that have been going for decades, like Bond. Yeah. Because we'll spoil it again if you haven't watched it. He dies in No Time to Die. Yeah. It's, it's like this is the time where all those franchises kind of rip up their rule books. Yeah. Because they've been going for 60 years. Yeah. Like, that's almost a monarchy, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You you have to do something radically different. And I'm sure loads, I'm sure we're going to find plenty to complain about when, oh, when it comes back yeah. and Shooty's the Doctor and Russell's running the show again. And I'm we'll sure, be moaning. Yeah, of course we will. But that's the fun of it. Yeah. You know, why else are you here? Exactly. Um, you know. It, 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 and then in 10 years time, we'll, yeah. we'll revisit those episodes and go, I actually wasn't that bad. I think in the heat of the moment as well though, with stuff like Twitter, yeah. it feels like there's a tide that turns against the show yeah. in a way and, and because people can post their instant thoughts on things mm. rather than maybe maybe give yourself a day or yeah. two before you start yeah. tweeting your thoughts on like the episode that just went out yeah. I know that's easier said than done but I think it's all so instant now that the, yeah. the tide turns very quickly yeah and then you're like oh actually maybe I was a bit too harsh on that and I've, yeah. I've done it yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. absolutely you know we, we everybody's guilty of it yeah but it's it's like have that self-awareness mm. as we head into this new era of doctor who and things change and you may not like the new logo you may not be happy that you know it like i will not personally be chuffed if murray comes back yeah because it'll be like well, everybody in the off in the production office was there 20 15 20 years ago and now the, the, yeah. even the music is going to sound like yeah you know, it, like i i want something different Sagan gave me that yes, with his score. Yeah. I loved his score. That did upset me on Twitter, seeing so many people be like, oh, well, at least oh, right, well, he's coming, well, Murray's coming back now, so. Yeah, so the music's going to be good again. It's like, well, no, the music was the music was good. It was just a different type of music. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like saying, oh, well, Peter Howell's music is shit compared mm. to Dudley Simpson's. Well, mm-hmm. it's not. It's, it's just, just different. very different. It's just very different, um, yeah. Yeah, and perhaps that's just a classic Doctor Who thing. Perhaps maybe classic Doctor Who fans who are more used to hearing the music change episode by episode. I mean, I remember watching like seasons, yeah. getting to season 17 and thinking, yeah, Dudley is wonderful as he is. Maybe it is time for a bit of a refresh. But I mean, that's just the way that the, the music was sort of yeah. worked that, I don't know, maybe it's a union thing. You need to have some variation in the people doing the music, but that's an ebb and flow thing. You look yeah. at like, okay, so it's all, it's, it's all radiophonic and library and a little bit of Dudley at the end of the 60s. It's all Dudley for the, for the 70s, 70s with yeah. the exception of a, you know, a couple of stories. And then when you get to the 80s, it's very influenced by the same sound, 
but each episode has a different composer yeah. that brings different ideas forward. You may get an attack of the Cybermen, and then you may get an Earthshock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. week to week it changes, and, and I guess you only see it when you look back at the show as a whole, but I think it's, it's the generality of, it's the way people talk about it in big, broad strokes. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing that sort of pisses me off. Yeah. Anyway, there we are. Yeah. Outro King. Uh, well, I would. This is the point where I would say next week, we're, your next fortnight, we're yeah. coming back with this. But I don't know what we're doing next. No, no, I'm not. Either. I'm not sure. And we got it on the list. I, uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let me get the. Uh, God, the, I really need a wee. <laughs> You've been sat there. Oh, I can see if, your, if your you back think, teeth if you, are floating. If anyone is sitting there thinking, "Oh, he's looking very pensive. He's really thinking about these questions," it's God not. I'm bless. just trying not to wet myself. I would quite like. To, oh, maybe we could do another ten. We could do the Idiot's Lantern, oh. or we could do three Doctors, two Doctors, or seeing as we brought it up today, how about we do the five Doctors next? Yeah. Or does that feel like it's such a big thing we need to save it for like episode 50? Oh, I don't know. Whoa. We'll have a, should we have a think about that? We'll have a think about it. Maybe, it should, may, may, maybe the five Doctors next. Yeah, Maybe that something else. Fun. That might be a laugh. Yeah. But uh, let us know what you'd like to watch in the comments down below. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm. Yeah, you tell us. Yeah, and we'll take our decisions from your, yeah. your thoughts. Nothing too long, because uh, we have really got a very short <laughs> run time between this going out and us having to record. True. Yeah. So no Dalek Master Plan. Or Please. Trial or Time Lord. God, no. Yeah. All right. See you. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Go and have a wee. Run, <laughs> quick. <laughs>